Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again, the time this week for another edition of the We Have High Expectations podcast. And this week, what episode number are we on here? Four. Four. There we go. Welcome, folks, and sit back and relax. It's going to be a great episode. Drewski and Brad are here with our high expectations. Episode four. Who would have ever thought uh, we would make it through four episodes, Drew? Yeah, I cannot believe it. I'm 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 excited. Uh, we got some great feedback last week. I've uh, got the chair locked, so it won't make any more noise in the background here in my office. And hopefully, uh, this just shows the fans that we're really taking your feedback each and every week. Giving the folks what they want, and uh, yeah, I mean the you know the quality, not only the audio, but the quality of the content uh, has been increasing dramatically from episode one to episode four. So thank everybody for uh, sticking in with us, uh, and uh, and yeah, we're you know we, here we go, episode four. What are we starting off with here, Bradford? Yeah, let's start it off. Uh, we typically start off with a little football college football. So last week we had mentioned uh, we're going to have something exciting here. Um, just got word from uh, from the powers that be. <clears throat> and I'm excited to announce this. I know you are too, Drew. But uh, folks, the EBCS is back, baby. That's, that's, that's big news. I mean, I would put this right up there with um, – I would say this has to be the second most exciting thing of this fall, right behind the Big Ten announcing they were coming back, right? I mean, I'd put the EBCS ahead of the Pac-12, the Mountain West. Is the WAC playing? Is the WAC still a conference? Hey, here's the thing, though. The EBCS coming back, and they kept it under the radar. Sir Yacht's got nothing on this. I mean, this is catching Sir Yacht by surprise. You couldn't break that news. Who's, Who's Syracuse's football coach? (laughs) <laughs> Dino Barbers or something, isn't it? I looked it up. Or, I don't know if that's actually what it is, but it was at one point. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, the EBCS, for, for those of you who don't know that, that is Emmy's Bold Championship Series rankings. Um, while the EBCS is back, I want to assure everyone the actual BCS is still dead. It is not back. <laughs> so we... just, just to clear up any confusion. Why, I mean, why would you waste 15 to 20 seconds of the podcast to explain to the people what the EBCS is? I'm pretty sure everybody knows the EBCS. And the, uh, we, we, we will reveal the first uh, 2020 rankings next week for the EBCS. The only poll to wait until all leagues are ready to play before they release uh, their preseason poll, which will be presented exclusively on our podcast here next week. It doesn't get any better than that, does it, Drew? This, this doesn't make any sense. You know, wait until all <laughs> leagues are ready to play? What does that even mean? The Pac-12 means... doesn't start until November, right? The MAC <laughs> doesn't start until then. I still, nobody still answered me if the WAC's even a conference. <laughs> uh, also, you asked me how I could waste 15 seconds of the podcast time. This whole thing is a giant waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, all 40 minutes every week giant waste of time oh yeah yeah i you know to each his own a waste of time for some the best 40 <laughs> minutes of entertainment for others 
But no, that's uh, that's great stuff. Uh, we couldn't be more excited to bring that to our, our loyal listeners. Uh, so if this doesn't garner more five-star reviews, I don't know what will. But uh, we'll have that for you next week. But let's look back at the past weekend here. Uh, I think, you know, I had kept my eye on a few games, uh, 12, obviously, and then, of course, the SEC games uh, was most of what I was watching. Anything that caught your eye, Drew, from this past weekend of college football action? Uh, the, the defenses seem to be a little behind right now. That would be where I'm at. Um, I saw maybe the greatest stat in the history of stats about the Alabama Ole Miss game. Uh, did, did you see this one? You know what I'm talking about here? What stat is that? A lot of points scored in that game. So uh, Alabama, you know, had however many possessions. They scored touchdowns on all but two of them. <laughs> one of them they fumbled, and the other one they punted from their 40. So the, I think the fumble was on the one-yard line. So out of every possible yard they could have gotten that game, they only didn't get 41 of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's the, the greatest, it's the greatest thing. I got. They got 90 some percent of the yards possible in the game. So, and that's, you know who the defense coordinator is at Ole Miss? I know I, we, we joked around about Syracuse coach earlier, but do you know who the defense coordinator is? I don't remember. It's, uh, it's DJ Durkin. The, yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. who was a, just a dumpster fire at Maryland, right? Yeah. And this is going to lead me into another point here. The guy who is a dumpster fire at Texas as a defensive coordinator was a dumpster fire at Rutgers. Like, I don't know why these coaches think that just hiring a guy who has proven not to be very good is going to fix their defensive problems. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of that going around. What you talk about, uh, it, well, and then, uh, I mean, Ole Miss maybe, but like Bo Pelini, like how does he land at LSU for crying out loud? You know what I mean? Like uh, they got beat by, they gave up 50-something to Missouri. <laughs> they gave up a lot of, the defenses in the SEC, uh, not used to seeing, those scoreboards are not used to working that hard down there in the SEC. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But I'd imagine you have to go back a long time since Missouri scored 50 points in the football game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, they, yeah, probably. They, I mean, they, they were good, right? But still, 50 points is a lot of points if you're playing yeah. in the SEC. You know, they I'm put up in an SEC game, not, not just against, you know, Missouri Houston Baptist State. Like, I'm talking about, you know, against Com- an SEC team. Yeah. Conference games. Yeah. Now, they yeah. haven't been in the SEC for terribly long. They put up a lot of points with uh, what Gary Pinkle back in the day, but I think those were their Big 12 days. Yeah, but yeah, 50 points in the Big 12. Exactly. And and now we're seeing that bleed over to the SEC, which is, is it makes for, uh, you know, I, I was going to say it makes for entertaining football, but like that Alabama Ole Miss game, it's like, when Alabama, to your point, gets every single yard possible except for like one drive, is that fun to watch? Like, where's the, you know, like what's, yeah, where they only they only had six third downs the whole game, right? I mean, it, yeah. it it's 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 impressive. It's cool as long as yeah. Ole Miss is keeping up with them. Then I guess it's a close game. But like, where's the suspense? Like, oh, okay, Alabama's got the ball. I, you know, is it going to be a minute or is it going to be five minutes until yeah, they score a touchdown? Exactly. You know, just, like, is is but, is somebody gonna? Are they gonna like fumble a snap? Right? Are they gonna snap the ball over his head? That's the only way Ole Miss <laughs> was gonna stop him. And if they fumbled it over his head and he picked it up, he probably still could throw for a twenty yard gain. Snap um, it over his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Way over. 
Uh, now yeah. we now I mean we're talking about SEC team scoring points. The team you would think would be lighting up the scoreboard. Our old friend, uh, the Pirate. How how uh, how did Mississippi State do? Uh, how many points did they score this past weekend? Um, they scored two, Brad. <laughs> they scored two points. I'm pretty sure KJ Costello has. I think they've got 16 points since playing Bo Pelini, and I'm pretty sure KJ Costello has like six interceptions in those games. Um, they uh, they're they're not very good. So that's just something to think about. That's something to think about. Probably what I expected. I mean, that first week yeah. was is it got you excited. Mike Leach is scoring points in the SEC, but now things have come back yeah. down to earth. Yeah, he's got nine interceptions in three games this year. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, nine interceptions in three games, and you know he wasn't that good at Stanford. I mean, no. So that's why it was pretty surprising. You were thinking, well, maybe David Shaw just can't coach defense right um or can't coach quarterbacks but i think the kid just wasn't very good and bo pelini's defense is terrible yeah i've (laughs) I've got i've got it up right here he uh he threw four interceptions against kentucky three against arkansas so i shortchanged him an interception in those two games and then (laughs) scored 16 total points against arkansas and kentucky after lighting up lsu for 623 yards and five touchdowns so yeah, the tide has turned uh, for Mississippi State. Yeah, they're they're done. Get them out of here. Stick a fork in them. Get them out of here. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? The Big Twelve, uh, the the Texas Oklahoma Red River Shootout. That was yeah. something, two two, I guess. A couple two and two teams that <laughs> easily could be both be one and three. So we're one right. and four. So not much to really get too excited about there. Um, Watch a little Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, and then also a little Clemson, Miami. Clemson does look like they play defense. Yeah, uh, Miami was rolling up on people with Derek King, and they did not look. I think he had seventy yards passing in that game. So, um, I think Clemson's probably Clemson. I would say just because the way Alabama's defense looked, I'd say Clemson's definitely been the most impressive so far, but uh, Alabama's offense has also looked pretty good. So I would say we're back to where we normally are. You know, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State have to play their way out of the playoff, and then somebody will get that four spot. Yeah. Yep, no, I, I agree uh, with what you have there. And, and you know, it'll be interesting next week to see if the EBCS also agrees. Uh, but we'll have we'll have those preseason rankings for you next week hey real quick speaking of the college game did you see i saw this today actually the ncaa looks like they maybe finally did something right uh they're winner they're giving uh winter sport athletes another year of eligibility from yeah i did see that so they did that for they were doing that for fall sport athletes and already yep yep and did it for uh winter sport uh athletes as well so so how, um, how does this how does this work with scholarship limits? Do you know that or not? Do you, no, do that's you a, get, so you have to stay at the same. You know, you still get eighty five for football and thirteen for basketball. Um, I don't know those details actually. I think that you have to stay the same. I think, but I I I don't know. Uh, I, I'll say I don't know. I I mean, to me, it's basically individually just eliminating like red shirts right like everybody mm-hmm. gets a free year so yeah um 
you know, and then your seniors could come back next year, right? Not that thinking yeah, about but if you have, you know, like Iowa's got twenty some football commits, right? Yeah. So, so I, and then they've got you know basketball. They've got the kid from Milwaukee um, coming in, so somebody's got to go. I'm sure. I mean, Garza's not coming back for another year to take this directly to Iowa, the thing we care about, right? Yeah, no, I was just going to say that uh, Bohannon, I was going to... Bohannon's not coming back for another year, right? His brother probably yeah. can't afford to follow him around for every game for another year. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know how it works with the scholarship numbers. That's something we could look into. Uh, we're not going to look into that. No, no, but <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, you're right about the cagers, right? The Hawkeye cagers. None of them are, you know, Garza stop, and, and Jabo. But it. think about... Get Michael Oss out of my podcast, <laughs> damn it. But think about you get the, your Saints windbreaker and get the hell out of here. Hey, hey, well, you know, I don't know about the cages, but think about those grapplers at Iowa. You think of somebody like a Spencer Lee, he could he maybe he can get his four uh, national titles now, you know, when you start thinking about those grapplers maybe, on the mat. Maybe that makes sense for a guy like that, because I think he's probably going to go on to Olympic style career. Right. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know how that works as far as what you get paid at those wrestling clubs and, and whatnot. So maybe that makes sense for somebody like that. That's more in depth than I ever thought I'd get uh, on a question <laughs> about college wrestling right there. But uh, for basketball, I, I, I don't see it being that huge of a deal. But for football, you might look you might see a ton of, uh, you know, like one year transfers, grad transfer type. You know, if this year didn't count, maybe, you know, Iowa needs a left tackle next year. Maybe there's a left tackle at, you know, Vanderbilt or somewhere that, that needs a new place. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's what happens. But I don't know. I'd, I'd be just for the fans here, for the listeners, you're going to have to look this up on your own because we're never going to talk about this again. So you're going to have to look <laughs> up the scholarship limits uh, on your own time. Don't rely on Brad and I to come back and give you that information. Correct. And also, if, if wrestling coverage is what you're looking for, don't rely on us for that uh, either. Well, uh, let is us... it, didn't we have didn't didn't we have somebody we were thinking about hiring to, uh, on the network to just do a wrestling podcast? Wasn't Wes going to do that for us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, we'll have to go. We'll have to through. dig Did deeper. I... Yeah. We're going to have to dig a little bit deeper through. into the into the well for for our wrestler. <laughs> Wrestling coverage. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's exciting. Exciting times, though. Big Ten back next. We got the Big Ten preview next week. I'm looking forward to it. Big Ten preview and the EBCS. It's uh, it's going to be great. Fall uh, fall is in the air. Hey, uh, what about those NBA finals? How about yeah, that was, for a segue? LeBron. Huh? I like I, it's a good segue. <laughs> I, you know, anytime you can watch LeBron James uh, play basketball right now, I think, yeah, you, uh, well, I at least have to do it. Uh, we don't got too many years left of watching LeBron, so we got to appreciate those. Uh, we were we were both kind of right, I think, last week. I said you're not going to get, you know, if you have to have that game from Jimmy Butler, you're not going to win the series. And then he gave them that game one more time, and you said maybe they get hot and get it to a game six. So I think our NBA coverage was pretty spot on last week. Right at right at it. Yep, right at it. No. Um... You know, a couple of games that I don't, game six was was a uh, was a little out of hand, but uh, but you know they made it entertaining. They gave us some games to watch. And um, what did I say after they forced a game six? Is like you could just tell 
in my the body language of the Lakers and stuff. Not necessarily like crap. We're in a series now, but it's more like crap. I can't leave this bubble yet. You <laughs> I know? Have to stay like, here I mean, for another that, day. Yeah, yeah, that had to go into it. Like you know, LeBron's <laughs> just like, just get me out of here, guys. God damn it. <laughs> well, I will say, uh, while I was rooting for the Lakers to win in five, I was pretty happy that we got to see whichever Morris twin plays for the Lakers. I, I don't know which one he is. Just with one of the ultimate finals bonehead plays, just lobbing a ball out of bounds with six seconds left. That was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that was. Like, was who are you passing the ball to? What are you doing? No, that was, yeah. yeah so. That was a bad. So, um, speaking of LeBron, I, I, there's a, there was a, a, another uh, event this out. weekend. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get to the GOAT conversation. Everybody, I mean, first of all, how stupid is that Dude. term? How stupid is that term? Douche or no douche? Guy who uses the term goat. (laughs) And I'm not so much interested in the LeBron versus Jordan talk. I I mean, I'm going to fall onto the Jordan side of the fence there. Let me before you go on. I want to get I want to get my my goat get it get it. So I'll just say this: I'm a Jordan. I'm a Jordan guy because I grew up a Jordan guy. Um, but you can make an argument for LeBron that's that's legitimate and like pretty good, right? I mean, ten or nine finals in ten years, ten finals overall, eighteen years in the NBA doing this, going to the finals every year. I mean, Jordan quit twice after three. You know, I mean, and, and yeah, there's extenuating circumstances to that, and I still think you know Jordan is the best player of all time, just because I think Jordan had that. I mean, you saw it in the last dance that just unbelievable competitive streak that uh, I, I, I've explained it this way in the past. If, if LeBron and Michael Jordan were on a playground and we were picking teams, I'd probably pick LeBron with the first pick and then Jordan would go ahead and beat us in six out of seven games, right? Right, exactly. No, I, I you know, I, I grew up with Jordan. Nobody's ever going to pass Jordan in, in my book. Um you talk about the nine out of 10 NBA finals. Well, I mean, you, you, you can't really say it, but, you know, would it, would Jordan have he made could, eight well straight have. Yeah. NBA finals? You yeah, know, I mean, the, yeah, only, the only reason he didn't is because. your opinion of Jordan? Say Jordan, say Jordan, you know, part of the Jordan lore is the six for six, right? We don't really count the year he came back, right? So we say six for six with Jordan. You know, say they get beat by Olajuwon and the Rockets in one of those years or in both of those years or, you know, and maybe they're six out of eight. Now he's got a couple losses in the finals. Then maybe, you know, I mean, you, you can make these points, right? And I, I've, like I said, I, I, I just think there is an argument for LeBron James. And I think just looking at it, just watching them play, LeBron, I mean, LeBron might be the greatest athlete that's ever lived. He's six foot eight and 270 pounds and he's faster than hell jumps out of the gym, can do everything on a basketball court. I mean, I still think Michael Jordan's better, but you could make an argument for LeBron James that's not crazy. I mean, it's 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 not. I mean, people can say it's crazy all you want. It's it's not. They're they're one in one A. And I think we just need to appreciate LeBron more instead of having these arguments, which you and I agree and we're still having the argument, right? But you know, that's why we have a podcast. So. <laughs> no, I Exactly. I agree. No. And, and yeah, physically LeBron is an amazing athlete, the greatest, uh, you know, and maybe any sport um, that we've seen, but, but, you know, and, and back to your point of, 
does Olajuwon beat Jordan and, and his bowls? And I, I was going to say, too, I mean, the 70-win bowls, does that does that happen if Jordan doesn't yeah. take a couple years off and then have that sour taste in his mouth with the Magic series, mm-hmm. you know, like the and gets refueled and torches the NBA on fire for three years? You know, I mean, are they can, – can they – could they have kept it together for yeah. eight straight years? I guess is what I'm trying and to say. And LeBron is just—he's drugged some bad teams to NBA Finals, right? Like the, the two of those Cavs teams were not very good. The first one and the last one that he went to Finals with—they weren't very good. But you would say, in response to that, with you would just say, "Well, Jordan was in a position where you couldn't take a bad team and beat the Boston Celtics or the." the bad boy Pistons, right? Like right. Well, even you go into it, you couldn't take a bad team and beat Ewing's Knicks Knicks. Or Reggie Miller's Pacers, right? You, you couldn't have got through, right. those, through those teams with the teams that, uh, with that, that LeBron did, uh, you know, and then, so I, I think I, I would stick with Jordan as the greatest of all time, but I think it's, it's super close. And I think, I think I, I heard Bomani Jones say this the other day on TV where he said, like, if LeBron's not going to be better than Michael, then maybe nobody else will be because LeBron's pretty unbelievable in his own right. So either way, I mean, you're splitting hairs. So, uh, but I know you wanted to get, yeah. you wanted to take that conversation somewhere else. So uh, before I apologize, I cut you off there. No, that's great. It's a good conversation. I'm glad we had it. Uh, but no, what I what I wanted to talk about was uh, podcast. <laughs> Rafa Nadal winning uh, the French Open. Tell me where we've heard that twelve it, times before. But 13. Rafa Nadal winning the thirteen yeah. now the French Open to get to the total number of twenty tennis grand slams tying roger federer so the tennis big three which is insane that we're still talking about these three guys when they won their you know federer and nadal were battling it out in like the early 2000s but but rafa fed or joker who you got jim courier (laughs) (laughs) no no no, always go to jim courier you want to know you want to know michael (laughs) chang He was no Michael Chang, but no, like they talked about this during the French Open. Like, uh, remember? Oh, no, no, oh Jim Courier. People would miss that. <laughs> yeah, he got he. No, not Jim Courier. No, uh, I mean, I remember being a kid and watching like uh, Pete Sampras get to fourteen, and that was like some yeah. untouchable oh, yeah. number, Three right? And now. It. We yeah. got three guys, Long three guys it. have yeah. passed it, and two of them, yeah, two of them are sitting at twenty. Like it's just absolutely nuts. Get to twenty, right? He wins two every year. He's he's the favorite. Yeah, he's the favorite uh, in three out of four every year, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think he does. I mean, I I do think he does. I think. Uh, I mean, I think Nadal's gonna pass yeah. Federer, I think, right? I think Fed's just because, done, if, right? Unless he wins Wimbledon. Yeah, Fed might have one left, but the dude's thirty nine years old. So like crazy. there's and Nadal's you know, like thirty eight, um, right? Yeah, and Nadal's thirty six, okay. I think. And He's a little Joker? bit younger. Um well, Joker in is in yeah, his early thirties, I believe. Thirty two. So Right. Yeah, so you gotta take a year or two off for that egg that he sleeps in. But no, I think, uh, you know, Federer plays one, plays two, maybe three of the slams each year. Maybe he wins a Wimbledon, like you said, Nadal. 
I mean, the doll's gonna win another yeah, French Open or two, he's just right? The it's, there until he quits, right? I mean, he didn't. Right, he didn't it's insane. Yeah, he just no, blew right through that tournament. The, so, yeah, Rafa Nadal on the clay at Roland Garros is the greatest home court advantage in well, all we, of sports. I mean, can we also they, talk about like why don't they have the the Hawkeye replay system there? And, they never have because. Uh, the the French Open or clay they they've never uh, had replay but they've always you know the chair umpires always come down and look at the clay mark look at the mark yeah. on the clay um, because, and yeah that's what they roll with but Cause, cause you no, know because no ball is hit near the same spot on a court you know like, exactly I was gonna say it's not five hundred points out there and the ball's going back and forth how many times but no yeah it's yeah. just I just I, I noticed that on Sunday morning when I was watching but. I think we might see, uh, you know, I think we might see that conversation, but um, I, I don't know why they don't. Maybe they're afraid that, uh, maybe you know, maybe they're afraid the Hawkeye and the Mark on the Clay are going to not match, and then what do you well, do? I, think, I, I, I think don't they know. They kind of showed but, um, this weekend that it didn't match, right? I mean, I saw a couple where they said those were right. those shots were in, and they got ruled out. So, um, so yeah. But I mean, who cares about that? Let's get back to let's get back to our Nadal Federer Joker conversation. Yeah, no, I think uh, I mean, you know, to me, I'm still putting Federer number one just because um, he's 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 won more at the other threes. Obviously, only got the one French Open when Nadal was Mm -hmm. was knocked out. But um, but to me, I'm still listing him as as number one. But I don't know what you do when these other two guys pass him. Has and Nadal won all four? Federer was older. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nadal's won uh, all four. I think he's only got one Australian Open. He's there, maybe two. He. I mean, he's got obviously the majority mm-hmm. in the French, um, and then he's won three or four U.S. Opens, a couple of Wimbledon's, and then okay. one or two Australians. Where Federer's got, you know, seven or eight. Don't quote me on these numbers, but he's got seven or eight at Wimbledon. He's got the one French, and then he's won the U.S. Open and the Australian mm-hmm. Open a handful of times. But um, he won, like, four straight at U.S. Opens, I think. I mean, he, you know, he's had he's had some pretty amazing stretches of his own across all mm-hmm. the Grand Slams, not just the crazy French Open winning streak that Nadal's got. But Yeah, and then Djokovic here, I've got... He has so Djokovic is thirty three years old. So he we're, so we're thinking that puts that gives him what? Let's just say conservatively four more years. So, so that's sixteen more opportunities. He's going to be the favorite. He, he's the favorite in every Australian Open. He's the favorite in every Wimbledon. He's the favorite in every U.S. Open right now, in my mind. So you're looking at, you know nine out of the or 12 out of the next 16 he's going to be a favorite in i just i i would say he's getting four or five more wouldn't you think yeah um i do i mean i think he's he, you know he's slowing down a little bit but no i think uh i think he's going to surpass 20 um you know if i was a betting man as they as they say um, but we, 
We shall see. What I mean, what did he do last year? He won the Australian. He won Wimbledon last year. He won the Australian this mm-hmm. year. He lost in the in the finals of the French. So you know, he's in the finals of two or three Grand Slams every mm-hmm. year. Chances are he's going to do that for the, in the next couple of years, like you outlined. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, and what is absolutely nuts to me is that we haven't had somebody else. You know, like where where's the young tennis phenom that's going to take these guys' place, right? Like I said, I mean, well, there hasn't been um, a US, there hasn't been a relevant U.S. men's player since Andy Roddick, right? No, no, and yeah, I'm not I'm only talking you. I mean, yeah, but... Roger Federer won his first Grand Slam, his first Wimbledon in 2003. I mean, that's 17 years ago, and Novak won his first in mm-hmm. 08. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing so for 12 years. There's been mm-hmm. three guys, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in there still yeah. three guys. Yeah, it's crazy. just nuts. Yeah, I think at one point I did go back and look. And like since 2008, when Joker won, only like three other people have won have won uh, uh, Grand Slams in that time frame, other than those three guys. And you could probably go back farther than yeah, that. Been... And, you know, I mean, Nadal and Federer were running everything at that before that. So... It, it, yeah, it's nuts. It's those three guys separating themselves like that is is pretty impressive for that long of a stretch. I can't believe we've just talked about tennis for this amount of time. We've talked about like, tennis you, for you a know, long time. Like the and, most sports we've gotten on this podcast, where we've actually kind of dug into things, was <laughs> that right there, tennis, and then the, my U.S. Open take. Uh, like the longest say, play without making you talking was about tennis and the U.S. or the U.S. Open. Yeah, you talking about you talking about golf <laughs> and me talking about tennis. We get we get a little off the rails, but it's what the people want to hear. I mean, let's the, the television real. ratings prove it. Yeah, they <laughs> right, prove it. That's exactly. What people That's what I mean, people want to talk about the French Open. Would they? Yeah, I'm I'm a guy that uh, I'm a guy that loves tennis, and, and there are uh, yeah, billions and I of you. There are billions even, of you out there. Well, and I barely even knew the French right Open on. was on until like, the second week. So obviously, what the people, <laughs> the kids, it was getting the coverage that it deserved. Moving on, I, um, gosh, I, you know, I was wondering earlier tonight if uh, where all my rowdy friends were. We got Tuesday night football and NFL Tuesday night game. I just figured they come over on Monday nights. I thought my rowdy friends would be would be here but it's just me and you that was terrible <laughs> you wanted to get back yeah, to the jokes baby that that's what you get right now though so hey. are they well great <laughs> so, i heard who, who's doing hey who's who's doing the commentary right, for this right, game yeah. tonight because whoever it is tried to compare josh allen a josh allen throw and started saying who does that remind you of oh somebody called patrick mahomes and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. you're slowing down buddy we're starting to we're comparing josh allen the great white hope of quarterbacks in the nfl to patrick mahomes because he made like one oh, across God. the field throw it's it was great I it had me want laughing. josh allen to be good so bad it's hilarious it's just it's, yeah it, I, also this shows how much I paid attention. I just saw that the Bills and the Titans were playing tonight, and I was like, oh, shit, what a terrible game. Who's going to watch that? And then I noticed they're both undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's the Bills and the Titans. Oh, like, it's a big game. Yeah, they're both undefeated. It's a so. big game. And, uh, uh, 
But no, in, interesting uh, with the games and the schedule shifting around and multiple bye weeks. And I think this means the playoffs are probably pushed back a week. You know, the contingency plans are are in place, and it ain't it ain't going away. No. I don't think as. Uh, Ba- other, did you see other Baylor teams had 42 and... people in their football program test positive this week? Yeah. Really? Who was it? Uh, Florida. I just saw Florida is, is suspending uh, um, athletics or, you know, suspending their workouts and stuff, too. They got the game with LSU oh, coming up this week, and oh, I don't know if that – I saw they had five people. If that's going to happen. Oh, it says Florida pauses football after virus outbreak. Yeah, that's – you know, this is – we're bouncing all over the place here, and I'm cool with it. But, but, I, this is what three days after Dan Mullen said he wanted a full uh, a full stadium for the game this weekend. Ninety thousand <laughs> people in there. We can't keep eighty guys from having an outbreak, but let's put ninety thousand people on top of each other. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. hey, we, hey, that's that's no, that's my fault. Good. We got to stick to just sports. <laughs> yeah, come on, get it, get it back here. But uh, no, I don't know. What do you think? Should we should we should we wrap it up? Should yeah, we light the fire, the fire to the firebomb and wrap it up let's here? Let's get out of here for the night. Let's do it, folks. We're getting to our last segment. It's time for firebomb. Who are we lighting on fire so, tonight? So uh, you guys might have heard this uh, this person before. His name is Rob Howe. Now just a contributing writer to Hawkeye Nation. Uh, if you remember back to the first episode, he was our original firebomb. And we we got after him. I can't remember what it was for, but it's, we, we, we typically get after Rob. Rob Rob does a lot of things that that leave him wide open to get made fun of. So um, was that a pretty good setup there, Brad? What do you think? Perfect yeah, setup. no, perfect, perfect setup. setup. It's pretty early. It's it's pretty early in the podcast for a second time around on a firebomb, <laughs> but uh, only only Rob only Rob Howe yeah. could could uh, could could do that yeah, so, so let him have it why old uh old robbie boys getting old old robert t howe is getting uh firebomb for the second time in four weeks uh last week was iowa football media days and brian ferentz uh, was speaking with the media and brad you might not recall this but earlier this summer there was some issues in um, with some potential racial disparities in the iowa football program and how players were treated and how and how some coaches were talking to players. I don't know. Do you do you remember this? Do you remember hearing something about this? Yeah. No. It was. This, this uh, a, yeah. It was something that, it was something that all the listeners might not have heard it. But anyway, Brian Ferentz was uh, hit, hit my Twitter have. feed. Brian yeah. Ferentz uh, was, uh, should we say, accused of making some comments that weren't great, uh, potentially a little demeaning. Uh, walking that line of potentially racially racially insensitive. So Brian met with the media and he. Gave a statement, uh, in, and David Eicholt of Two Four Seven Sports. I just want to read how he uh, said how he uh, recognized Brian Ferentz's um, um, statement here on Twitter. So here's Brian Ferentz's opening statement: For any player to have a negative experience in our program, I'm deeply sorry and offer a sincere apology. Says that for anyone to not feel respected on a human level is unacceptable. Uh, Brian Ferentz was undoubtedly emotional at times during the opening statement, but his quotes uh, says, but this quote stuck out uh, the last few months. Be aware of how little you know. That's the most important thing in life. It was painful to learn I had fallen short. Brian, I'm not going to read all of these, but this is is how a reporter 
you know, would send stuff out on Twitter to give you a full understanding of what he's saying, right? One of the big moments was uh, Brian Ferentz said he needs to not, un- not understand what he's saying, but how he's heard by others. So I, I think that's pretty good self-reflection for, for what was going on. Now, your boy, Rob Howe, uh, he, your boy, My he's boy. your boy. He, uh, he also sent something out about Brian Ferentz's, uh, <laughs> about Brian Ferentz's press conference. Right. And here's what he says. This yeah, is, this is this is he his, was there. Brian Ferentz says he does not recall making any racially insensitive comments. Like, come on, <laughs> man. like that's not even close to like the whole story. And you just sent it out on Twitter. And then later on, he retweets a video of him asking Brian Ferentz a question about how do you remember making any racially insensitive comments? And in the 30 second video, Ferentz says, I, I do not recall making any racially insensitive comments. But then he goes right back into, I, but that doesn't matter. Like I said earlier, I need, to, I need to think about how people are hearing me and not what, just what I'm saying, right? So Rob right. Howe is just tweeting out the, the things that meet his agenda. And I'm not saying his agenda's wrong. I'm not saying his agenda's right. But you're, you're consider yourself a reporter. Get it right. So, um, I'm just, you know, I'll send an email to, to somebody tonight. It'll tell Rob how to go do something. Um, and, uh, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't forward that to my sister, but, uh, but yeah, uh, this week is another edition of Rob Howe getting firebombed. <laughs> there we go, baby. Rob Howe always writing the story that he wants to write. Yeah irregardless of facts right. or quotes or right. actual right. happenings. You know, uh, just those, like, those facts be damned. Just like but. A.J. Derby was going to linebacker. Fuck the Derby. That's right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so for the second time and probably not the last time, Rob Howe, this week's victim of the good old-fashioned yeah. firebomb. Yep. Great stuff. Hey, let's close it up here. Again, we want to thank our sponsors. We've got a new sponsor, uh, WD-40. For more than 50 years, people from all walks of life have relied on WD-40 to protect metal from rust, corrosion, and to prevent squeaks. Did you notice that chair wasn't squeaking tonight? (laughs) The WD-40, baby. There's nothing it can't do. (laughs) Nothing it can't do. Hey, and of course, our headline sponsor, and then we'll get you out of here, Gage Appliance. Uh, without them, none of this would be possible. A family-owned appliance and mattress store servicing what they sell since 1939. Yeah, good. I can't believe it's been since 1930. It feels like yesterday, you know? It feels like yesterday. <laughs> it does. It feels like yesterday. Ooh. Hey, uh, that does it for us this yeah. week, Drew. I think... Um, I think some great content in there this week. Yeah, it went fast. 43 minutes buying a flash, but yeah, no, it went, it went quick. So Uh, folks like subscribe, review, tell your friends, write it on a postcard, send it in the regular USPS mail, get the word out. Uh, You were here on the ground floor before we uh, hit it big but whether we hit it big or not this is what you can expect to get from from us every week because we do have high expectations great stuff this week drew yeah. we will see Talk you next tuesday, tuesday my man big 10 
Football Preview Special EBCS Edition. It's exciting. We'll be back with uh, all you need to know and some that you don't about Big Ten football next week. We'll talk to you then, Drew. Have a